The thing is, even for those of us who start out homeschooling only one child, one day we look around and there are all these kids that are depending on us for an education. And we really need to be more efficient in our homeschooling because there's one of us, the parent, and lots and lots of kids. And so efficiency in homeschooling is what we're going to be talking about on today's episode of the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool day. Welcome to episode 38 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, so happy you're joining me here today. And just a little production note, if you are used to watching these podcasts on YouTube, you may have found they have changed a little bit. And the reason is I'm no longer doing the video aspect. Now we're still gonna post the podcast on YouTube as kind of a little waveform video that you can listen to. So if you've been a YouTube fan, you can still get your content over there. You're just no longer gonna be able to see me as I deliver it. And the reason is time. (laughs) Speaking of efficiency, I need some extra time to spend with my kids and it is just so much easier to do these audio only than it is to kind of get fixed up and do the whole video thing and edit the whole video thing. So instead, we're just going to give you the audio. Now, if you've always listened in a podcast app, no big deal. Nothing has changed for you. And we appreciate your understanding on this one. Okay, so let's dive into today's content. Why do we need an efficient homeschool? And how do we get one? Well, I mean, the truth of the matter is you are typically one person. I mean, usually one parent works, both parents work, and then somebody is doing the homeschooling of the kids. But a lot of times we have more than one child in our home. And so we're having to do all of the things for all of the kids, which, you know, when you start multiplying things times children, it ends up with being a lot of stuff to do. So we want to be more efficient in our homeschooling. And we want to start thinking outside of the box and not think about, well, this third grader needs to do this particular history and this particular science and this particular elective while while this fifth grader needs to do another history, another science, another elective, we can really start thinking about how can we combine our students together to create a little more efficiency in our homeschool. So that is one of the tips that I have for you today. I actually have three tips and we're gonna talk about all three of them. So the first one is combine your kids as much as possible. Now, a lot of times your children are gonna be learning skill subjects, things like mathematics, learning how to read, learning how to spell. And for those subjects, it's a little harder to combine kids because in our families, unless we have twins or we've had the the wonderful benefit of adopting children that are very close in age together, our kids are a variety of different ages. And we you know, they're not going to be able to do a lot of those skill subjects together. Like you're typically not going to have two right there together in math or right there together in in learning how to read. And so for those particular subjects in your day, the kids are going to be working independently. And we've always had a section of our homeschool called independent time, where they've done that independent work. And really, especially when they were little, 
it looks a lot like me sitting with each one of them for a period of the day and working on that independent work together. But there are other times a day, times where we're reading literature, we're doing science, we're doing history, where the kids don't have to work separately. For those particular subjects, we also call them content area subjects, you can actually combine your kids together and they can work on some of those subjects together. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to be doing exactly the same thing. So if you have a sixth grader and a six-year-old, so a 12-year-old and a six-year-old, they're not going to be doing the exact same things for history. They may be listening to you read a lot of the same books, but that's all the six-year-old is going to do. Whereas on the other hand, the sixth grader may also do some additional reading by themselves independently later in the day. They might do a written narration or fill out a notebooking page or do some kind of project that they don't need you sitting there working with them for um, that's going to expand upon the knowledge that they gained when you were reading the book to them and the six-year-old. But as for the six-year-old, They just need to hear you read the book. So you're going to differentiate that instruction, which is kind of a fancy buzzword in education these days. You're going to make it a little different for each child, but you're going to start from the same place by combining them for the same history topic and for some of the same materials. So that is one way that you can create a little more efficient homeschool. The second way that you can do this is using the practice of morning time. And if you don't know, I have another podcast called the Your Morning Basket podcast. We've got well over a hundred episodes all about doing morning time. And this is a time in your day when your entire family comes together and you are going to combine kids for all kinds of subjects and practices. So the history example is a really good example, but you know, you can also combine your kids for things like grammar. When my oldest was 12 and I had younger children, younger than her, we did a little bit of grammar every single day in our morning time. And that was grammar for everyone. Uh, Basically one sentence a day, we would parse it, we would deconstruct it, we would talk about the parts of speech that were in there, we would talk about the role that the different nouns were, you know, and adjectives were playing within the sentence, you know, and then we talked about the phrases and the clauses that were in there and what kind of sentence it was. One sentence a day in morning time everybody combined together. We also did our art then, our music then, our literature then. Um, We've even done foreign language in morning time. So it's just a really great place to be able to help you do number one, which is combine your kids, but also to add in a lot of wonderful subjects that you otherwise might not get to in your day. What I found was when I tried to scatter those little subjects throughout my homeschool day, they would not get done. But by combining them together, it gave them more weight and they really started getting done by putting them into that morning time period of the day. You don't have to do it in the morning. You don't have to call it morning time, but have a period of your day where everyone comes together and you put all of those subjects that you want to do together, work on them for a while, 
and then move on with your independent work and move on with doing something else for your day. And I know the question's going to come up, like, how long should this morning time be? And the fact of the matter is, if your kids are younger, it's going to be shorter. But as your children get older, it gets longer. And then when you get high schoolers, they might not stay for the entire time because they might have other responsibilities pulling on them. And so their particular portion of it needs to be shorter again. So it's going to vary with the ages of your kids, and it's also going to vary with the other things that you have going on in your life. And then the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to being more efficient in your homeschooling is always start from your vision and goals. When you're setting up what you want your homeschool to look like and what subjects you want to study, we don't start by buying curriculum. We start by looking at what is the vision that we have for education? What things are important to us? What do we want our kids to be able to know and to be able to do? What do we want the atmosphere of our home to be like? And then also, what are the specific goals that we have for each child each year? Because as you take a realistic look at your children each year, you're going to see there are some areas where we need to do a little bit of extra work. Maybe somebody needs some extra work in math or somebody needs some extra work in writing or somebody is just a horrible speller and like this is the year we need to turn it around. Or They have interests that we want to follow, and we want to make sure that we make time for those interests. And by setting some goals that focus on those weaknesses and those interests, then we are prioritizing what is most important to us. It doesn't mean that the other subjects are not getting done. It just means that they are not necessarily a priority. And I tell you, you have to have some priorities when it comes to homeschooling a bunch of different kids because once again, there's one of you, there's a bunch of them, and we need to know that when life gets a little crazy, I can guarantee you it's going to at some point this year. What are the balls that we're not going to drop? What are the subjects we're not going to forget? What are the things that are a priority to us that we're going to keep moving on no matter what? Even if we have to kind of uh, be a little looser with some of the other things for a while. So a vision and goals, definitely going to help you be more efficient, combining ages and also putting subjects together, giving them more weight by doing a morning time. Okay, there you go. Those are my tips for you today on creating an efficient homeschool. And hey, permission to know that you are not going to be all things to all people all the time. A little bit of efficiency is a really good thing. Now, I will be back again next week. Next week, we're going to be talking all about No, I will be back again next week. I'm going to have a very special guest. Her name is Heather Tully. She is a homeschooling mom of 10. Her oldest is 22 years old. Her youngest is four. And we are talking all about how to beat homeschool burnout. You're not going to want to miss this conversation. Until then, keep on homeschooling. 